Welcome to the Heroes in Training podcast, where we talk fitness, superheroes, and how you can use superheroics to motivate yourself in pursuit of your personal fitness goals. I'm your host and certified personal trainer, Malcolm Raymond. Last week, we discussed how you can deadlift like Batman. This week, we'll be going over Wonder Woman and the squat. Despite the success of the most recent film adaptation of the character, many still do not know the origin of the first female superhero. Being born to Zeus and Hippolyta of the Themyscira Amazons of Greek myth, Diana was isolated from the changing world of mortals. This is not only out of the isolationist nature of the Amazonians, but also as a means of protection from the wrath of Zeus's jealous wife Hera, who naturally has a vendetta against any child who not birthed by her. To avoid persecution by the vindictive goddess, Diana's birth was told as a miraculous creation of clay, breathed a life by Hippolyta. Diana is first introduced to the mortal world by Captain Steve Trevor, whose warplane had crashed on the island. Diana helps to nurse the injured man back to health, all the while she begins to fall in love with him. Trevor recovers, wishing to return to his people. Hippolyta, wishing the same as is required by Amazonian creed, holds a competition to see who of her people are worthy to escort the man. Diana is excluded from the competition, being the queen's daughter and the risk to her life that leaving Themyscira would pose. It would not stop Diana. She enters the competition in disguise and proves herself the worthiest on the island. Hippolyta reluctantly allows Diana to escort Trevor back to the world of man, where she is exposed to the horrors and the hopes of the mortals. In this duality, Diana finds a sense of duty, not only having developed compassion for Steve Trevor, but for the whole of humanity. It is because of this that she dedicates her time in the mortal world to solving the world's wrongs and standing up for what is right. Her acts of bravery and kindness paired with her incredible powers gave her a reputation that inspired wonder. And that is what the world called her, Wonder Woman. So I cannot talk about Diana and her philosophy without discussing some of the mischaracterization that has happened in recent media. It is very obvious that there are multiple facets to what Wonder Woman believes and how she demonstrates them. The movie, to me, has been the most faithful depiction of her. The Justice League animated series from the early 2000s also did a good job. But other media, such as the modern cartoon films and video games, have emphasized the warrior aspect of her over her feminine qualities. I understand that this is one of those topics that is contentious to the modern day, of what these mean for people. But as I will describe these qualities, I hope I can be provided the benefit of the doubt that these are positive interpretations. These aren't prescriptions for how anyone should behave, but a matter of personal observation within my own life and across history. Wonder Woman, as I have come to know her, is a character of immense compassion. Other heroes, like Batman and Superman, are also compassionate, but they do not demonstrate them in the same way that Diana has been known to do. Batman is reserved and only really demonstrates his compassionate side when it is absolutely necessary. Superman is a bit more forward in his demonstration of compassion, but I would argue that it is more of a fatherly compassion that is guiding in nature. To me, Wonder Woman has always had this intimate sense of compassion. It is the motherly counterpart to Superman's compassion. She is meant to be that representation of motherly protection that cares deeply about her kin and is willing to do what she has to in order to protect them. 
Now, how do we translate this to fitness? Well, there are two aspects, social and personal. There are often times when I have gone to the gym and it is a more diverse crowd than what people give it credit for. Obviously, there will be differences between gyms and how they promote themselves. But you wouldn't find it out of place to see older folks exercising, and especially people who aren't in the fittest of shapes, beginning their journey to better health. How you conduct yourself when you are in the gym or when around these people should reflect this sort of compassion that Wonder Woman exemplifies. The minimum consideration being participating in proper gym etiquette, cleaning off used equipment, and putting away your weights. The most consideration that I'd say would be reinforcing them in these goals. Congratulate them on their efforts and take notice if you see the changes. Everyone is working towards a goal. Everyone starts at different points in their life. Recognizing this makes the gym environment more enjoyable for everyone. Everyone has their judgments. It is unavoidable. But the gym, in my opinion, is a place of self-betterment, and this context matters when socializing there. Then how do you personally experience compassion? Let's look at how Wonder Woman sees humanity. She simultaneously sees the many flaws that mankind has demonstrated throughout history, but she also sees the potential that humanity has for good. There is a concept that has made the rounds recently that I think represents this. That concept is known as self-love. Self-love isn't what some might think it is. It isn't unconditionally loving yourself. It is conditionally loving yourself. The main condition being that you love yourself as if you are another person. You treat yourself as if you are your own caretaker, aware of your flaws and actively seeking the best changes in yourself, whilst affirming the things about you that you think you could find admirable. The squad is actually a fairly complex movement that requires careful attention to detail when developing good form. You can apply these concepts of self-love when you are personally assessing your squad, being aware of the flaws as they happen and affirming the good techniques developed. From Wonder Woman's demonstration of compassion comes an attitude of hopeful optimism. As I said earlier, she can see the potential in humanity for good. That is her focus. As much as the actions of mankind test this aspect of her character, her mind always returns to the hopeful optimism that humanity can overcome its flaws and better itself, justifying her protection of it. Exercising in general will test your will, especially if you are a beginner. Your form won't be perfect right out the gate. You are going to quickly become sore and demoralized when change doesn't come soon enough. You have to approach the endeavor of fitness as a long journey that requires unending hopeful optimism to generate commitment and the will to continue. When squatting, there is the idea of the whole. It is the moment of the movement where your momentum has to change from descending to ascending. It is the point where you can find yourself stuck, unable to complete the rep. It is one fear that crosses everyone's mind as they develop their squat. It requires this optimism and self-love to get past this fear because you've adopted the mindset that you're going to get better, made your self-assessments or asked for another set of eyes, and can be sure that you aren't going to experience that dreaded hole. So, there is the last aspect of Wonder Woman that is an Amazonian warrior. It is the identity that is tested the most, as she becomes acquainted with the world of man where women have not been allowed to demonstrate the capabilities that she has had. 
I can understand why this aspect of her would be emphasized over the others in this modern climate. However, I don't think that it does the issues and her accomplishments any justice. The idea to me is that she is someone that defies expectation. That she is expected to be a regular woman, only as capable as regular women. She is as feminine as the women in the modern world, as far as general behavior, having those motherly qualities, but defies convention when she demonstrates her combat skills and her superhuman abilities. No matter who you are, chances are you've had people that have doubted you. You should always focus on yourself and how you feel about what you can do in relation to yourself. But from personal experience, growing up one of the smaller, skinnier guys, it most certainly feels good, proving I'm stronger than what people might make me out to be at first glance. So, like Superman, Wonder Woman has a basic set of powers. There might be some new powers that have been introduced more recently, but I wanted to keep these initial episodes focused on the more notable aspects of these characters. We might return to cover these storylines and powers later. For now, if there isn't a unique power set to look at, what is there to cover? Well, Wonder Woman is like Batman, having a unique arsenal at her disposal. The most iconic being the Lasso of Truth and her Bracelets of Submission. The Lasso of Truth has been the one that most people will recognize from popular media. The use is in the name. Anyone that finds themselves bound by the lasso will be compelled to speak the truth. I've spoken about truth on the podcast before in the Superman episode. The way you work out should be true to who you are and how your body responds to the exercises you're doing. We can look at this from another perspective. Ask yourself this. Are you lying to yourself? Are you really lifting as much as you think you are? When completing a squat, are you going to inadequate depth? Are you at least making your thighs parallel to the floor? You effectively have to put the lasso on yourself to find out. The way you can do this is by taking advantage of the mirrors at the gym or taking a video of from the side with your phone. Using the side view, you can evaluate both the bar path to see if you're shifting back and forth during your squat and evaluate your depth at the same time. Another alternative is having someone spot your form. This is like if someone were using the lasso on you. This person should be acquainted with the exercise, a seasoned gym partner or a personal trainer that has the experience to tell you the flaws you might have in your form. The bracelets of submission are the other tool at her disposal. They were fashioned from the remnants of Athena's Aegis, capable of both defense and offense, near indestructible, capable of absorbing the impact of any attack, and when slammed together can create a concussive force that can make even Superman's ears bleed. There is a balance to them. That should be the primary step in squatting. Finding your balance. This prevents injury not just as a matter of staying standing, but as a matter of preventing chronic injury. Your body should be moving symmetrically, with the center of gravity moving up and down in a straight line. It should not be wavering side to side or forward and back. You can avoid joint pain at the knees, hips, and even pain in the low back by ensuring you are balanced when performing any full body movement. That is the defensive side of it. The offensive side is that this balance can be used to improve your lift output once perfected. If you are recruiting muscles equally from both sides, you can move more load, or more load 
move load quicker, easier, or for more repetitions. Now, I understand what it might look like pairing Wonder Woman with the squat, but it is hard to deny how much women enjoy the movement. Her being the first modern female hero, it only made sense, especially given that much of her depictions show her with impressive, powerful, and still feminine legs. The squat has significance to Diana as it represents her descent into the world of man. The trials that it presents to her and her demonstration of power to rise above the challenges she faces. For Wonder Woman, it is not just a matter of the challenge, but the compassion she holds for the people of that world. She understands their troubles as a matter of history and repeated behaviors that keep them all from their potential. She's obligated to help, to demonstrate the ability to rise above, to defy expectation, an excellent approach to completing the squat. The squat is another full body movement that primarily recruits the quadriceps and the glutes. The main movements that comprise the exercise is that of the hip extension driven by the glutes and knee extension driven by the quads. Stabilization of the core ensuring a straight back will be needed for proper loading support. There will be some engagement of the hamstrings for stability during the movement as well. The benefit of this exercise is like that of the deadlift. It replicates an ev a regular everyday movement of sitting down and getting up. Practicing the squat will certainly make those actions easier. Generally, squatting also increases the force output of knee extension and hip extension, translating to stronger kicks and faster sprints. It is time for the cue, where I break down the performance of the squat in a way that is more inspiring, utilizing the motivations and philosophy of Wonder Woman. Let's begin. You start by finding an appropriate stance. Typically, this is about shoulder width, but this will vary person to person. Your stance is balanced and strong to defend from injury and enhance your movement. You inhale, tightening your core, ensuring a straight back. You start to descend, bending at the knees and the hips simultaneously. Knees in line with the angle of your feet. The descent is deliberate, like Diana descending into the world of man. You resent the pain, but revel in the challenge. Your thighs reach parallel. You know they are. You're honest with yourself. You've had another spot you before. You know you are at the bottom. You know what it feels like. The expectation is that you are stuck, that there is no way up again. But you are hopeful and optimistic. You begin to drive your weight back up, defined of that expectation. You rise back up again, tightening the glutes and the quads, balanced, giving you, giving you strength and protection. You begin to perform the movement again, attentive to your potential for flaws, and yet still aware of your capabilities, ready to endure the continuing challenge. That's this week's episode. I had decided to go over the squat without considering loading because it is such a complex movement. The deadlift and bench press were movements that required equipment. The squat is one that can be loaded and deloaded in a variety of ways. High bar, low bar, goblet, and box. I found it more important to focus on the basic movement as opposed to the loading. I recommend attempting to complete a bodyweight squat before loading of any kind. If it can be performed properly, you can likely begin loading. 
If you cannot complete the movement without losing balance, joint pain, or good form, there is no shame in using a regression. Working out is about development. If anyone, if everyone were expected to be great after their first step in the gym, 911 would be receiving plenty more calls. Start with a box squat or a sit and stand. Work on strengthening that movement. Perform squat presses with minimal loading if the box squat is still too difficult. Mobility can be a limiting factor, so stretching both the affected muscles and the stabilizing muscles can help you get to the point where you can complete a squat easily. It takes time. Trust me, it wasn't until I was maybe two years into training blind that I started squatting even half properly. Four years until I managed to get to a proper depth. Take your time, and eventually you'll get there. This concludes this episode of the Heroes in Training podcast. Join me next time when we try to keep up with The Flash and how he would perform The Lunge. Thanks for listening.